Welcome to this episode of Side Notes. Let me ask you a quick question. If someone were to come up to you today and ask you, who is Jesus? How would you answer them? I think there's probably a lot of ways that our congregation would answer. We might say he's the Savior. We might say he's the Lamb of God. We might say he's the light of the world, or he's the door, he's the good shepherd, or even simply he is the Son of God who came and died for our sins. Now, how we have just described Jesus is using a lot of the titles uh, that either Jesus gives himself in the New Testament or that the God gives to Jesus through the writers of the New Testament. But how often would we... D- would we just naturally describe Jesus as being the servant of the Lord? Jesus, the one who served God in the role of a servant and therefore came to die for us on the cross. Well, the nice thing about titles is titles like the servant of the Lord or the son of God or the son of man, they can all describe the same person without contradicting each other, but they just give us a little different perspective on what that person is, who, what he's trying to do, and his general relationship between God and himself and also between himself and man. Now, the book of Isaiah contains five different songs about the servant of the Lord, chapter 42, 49, chapter 50, 52 through 53, and then 61. All these chapters contain portions that are called the servant songs. Now, when we get to chapter 42, it talks about my servant, and later on in some of the servant songs, it talks about the servant of the Lord. Now, some people have tried to identify that wrongly with Isaiah himself being the servant that's being talked about, or a specific king of Israel, or Cyrus of Persia, or even the nation of Israel as a whole. But it's pretty clear when you read the servant songs that no normal man fits any of these descriptions. And then when we get into the New Testament, places like Acts chapter 8, verse 32 and following, it's pretty clear that the New Testament writers are applying the servant songs to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So what does it mean that Jesus is the servant of the Lord? Well, let me just point out that as a servant, Jesus, when he came to this earth and when he returns in his second coming, he is going to do the will of God. And that's what I want us to focus on today. How is it that Jesus, as the servant of the Lord, does the will of God? Well, he does the will of God, as we see in the book of Isaiah, by performing three different roles, all right? Jesus serves God by being a prophet. How was Jesus like a prophet? Well, Jesus is like a prophet in that he is the one who delivers God's message. The servant of the Lord in chapter 42, verse 1, and also in chapter 61, verse 1, has the Spirit of God placed upon him. Just like the prophets of the Old Testament, the Spirit came upon and they were empowered to speak the word of God, so is this Jesus, who is the servant of the Lord. And his words that he speaks, they are powerful. They convict, chapter 49, verse 2. They encourage. He is a faithful 
speaker. He is an effective speaker. He's a willing speaker for the Lord, and he receives all the words that he is speaking from God himself, chapter 50, verse 5. So Jesus, as the servant of God, he does the will of God by proclaiming the message of God. Jesus is the prophet that God sent to the world. And you see how the New Testament picks up on some of this imagery, such as John chapter 1, where it talks about Jesus being the word and, the, and how, we see, how we see God through Jesus, and it's Jesus who's proclaiming the glory of God. So Jesus is a servant of God. He does the will of God by being a prophet. Jesus is also a, th- a second role that Jesus fulfills uh, in these servant songs, that, uh, these, these roles, is Jesus is the, the priest. He's the one who's atoning for sin. So he was sent by God to serve God, to do a plan, and part of that plan involved Jesus being a priest. In what ways was he a priest? Well, he was charged with bringing Israel back to God, chapter 49, verse 4. And he's not only a priest that is functioning as a mediator, but he is giving sacrifices. Chapter 52, verse 15 talks about him sprinkling blood on many nations. And that term sprinkling is one that's used in Leviticus to describe a priest sprinkling blood on something in order to sanctify it. But this priest is unlike any other because it is his blood that he is actually sprinkling on. He is both the priest who is making the sacrifice and the sacrifice who is being sacrificed. And in the end, it tells us in uh, chapter 52, verse 15, or 53, verses 11 through 12, the priestly role that the servant of the Lord plays is going to have a result of many being justified before God. Jesus is the servant of the Lord who does the will of God. Specifically, he is the priest who makes atonement for sin. The third role that Jesus does as the servant of God is he is a king. Jesus as a servant of God, he comes and does the will of God and as he fulfills the role of king. And this is one that isn't talked about as much within the servant songs, but it is there. And this is the one that it hasn't happened yet. All right, we've seen Jesus come as prophet. We've seen him come as priest. We are still waiting to see him come as our king. But the servant of the Lord, he is the one in these songs who's establishing justice among Israel and the nations around them. Chapter 42, verses 1, and then verses 3 and 4 talk about that. And although Jesus, as the servant of the Lord, he sacrifices so much as the priest, because he sacrificed as the priest, God promises to prosper him and to exalt him. Chapter 52, verse 13. And eventually, all the kings of the earth will one day see him and bow in humility before him. Chapter 49, verse 7. And under his rule, Israel is going to experience a time of great gladness. Their mourning is going to be taken away. They're going to be rejoicing. Their poverty will be fixed in that they will have bountiful blessing. And all of that is going to culminate in praising God. Chapter 61, verse 3. 
when Jesus returns, he is going to be the king as the servant of God. And I just love how this whole uh, idea of the servant of the Lord in Isaiah, it focuses us on these three functions of Christ. As the servant, he is the prophet, he is the priest, and he is the king. Yet he is the servant of God. Everything that Jesus is doing, while he himself is exalted and glorified, is ultimately going to be uh, done for the God himself, and God is the one who's going to be glorified. At the very end of the last servant song in Isaiah 61, verse 3, It talks about Israel because of what the Messiah, the servant of the Lord, has done. How Israel is going to be like a tree of righteousness, a a, a symbol of vindication, a symbol of, of someone who has trusted in God and has been declared righteous and has been vindicated in the eyes of all those who have doubted their trust in God. And then at the end, it talks about how the Lord, how Yahweh, that he might be glorified. Now, this term for glorified at the end of verse 3 is not the normal one for how God would talk about glorifying or magnifying himself, making himself big in the eyes of other people. This is a word that really means to brag. Judges chapter 7 verse 2 uses this word when God looks at Gideon and says, you have too many men. You need to send them home so that when you win a great victory, your men don't brag on themselves. What is this telling us about the end times and God's final intention? God sends this servant of his to be prophet and priest and king. And through all of those roles, God is going to redeem to himself a very special people so that God at the end of history can step back and in a sense look at his trophy case and say to himself, that is what I have done. And in a very reverent sense, brag on himself because he alone is worthy to brag about what has been done and everyone is going to see that and also glorify God because of the work that the servant of the Lord has done in doing the will of God. So as you read through chapters 42 through 61, not everything is messianic or about the servant of the Lord. But I would encourage you, pay very special attention to those servant of the Lord passages and just meditate on what Jesus has done and what Jesus will do. And I'm sure that you will be greatly blessed as you read through those passages this year.